the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. I'm Baron Wiley. And if you follow this radio show and podcast, in a previous episode, the topic of puppet ministry came up as a joke. But Sean and I both have massive respect and love for Mr. Rod. Rod Butler, who's one of the most creative men on the planet with character voices and witty storytelling. He's a drummer, too, but don't hold that against him. He's an author specializing in children's ministry, but you don't need to be a child to appreciate the genius of this man's work. Sean and I both instantly thought it'd be a great idea to reach out to Rod to hear what he's up to. And I say in a divine way, he just released his second in the series of the brilliant adventures of Captain Flashlight. It's called Lampshade, which is a junior novel for kids six to 12 years old. So maybe a good stocking stuffer idea for that kid in your life when you search for Rod Butler on Amazon. But let's get right to this sweet reunion of Pastor Sean and Rod Butler. And this is Reaching for Real Life. Well, Rod, thank you so much for being with us. We, uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Oh, me too, Sean. This is really exciting. Having not talked to you for many years, so this is very special. I know. And thank you for bringing up that I haven't called you weekly like I promised that time. <laughs> about that? Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, Rod, Baron and I have told people a little bit about our history together. I know you're a modest guy, but you're one of the most creative guys that either of us have uh, worked with. Just the different ways that you express creativity, whether it's writing, whether it's graphic arts, whether it's puppets, speaking. What got you started in the whole creative aspect of of just communication? I guess it's just it's just kind of the way I was printed and made by the Lord, you know, though I wasn't walking with him in, in, in during my childhood and not until I was a teenager. But uh, I just when I was I'd be watching Bugs Bunny cartoons and I'd think, I think I can do that guy. I, hey, I think I can do that. Boy. <laughs> and what's up, Doc? And I thought, oh, it sounds kind of like him. And goofiness and funniness, you know, it just it just is part of who you are. And I think the great thing is that when you come to the Lord and, and you get baptized and you're, you're, you're saved and you're walking with him, 
those things don't have to go away. They can become tools that he uses uh, because a merry heart does good like a medicine. Yeah. So the funniness remains, and I'm glad right. for that. What's funny is when when I met Rod, you were like the creative, quirky nerd before that was cool. All right. Well, I think the interview's over. If you're going to start calling me names, <laughs> then it's going to be short. No, I guess I was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, as I remember the first time I saw you, you were with uh, my wife's brother, Nathan, and you guys were all into sports and everything. And I thought, man, what is a nerd doing, you know, <laughs> and why am I going to meet this Nathan's sister and see if I can ask her out, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it turns out we, we, we both have a pretty kooky way. And when we got sort of doing youth ministry about the same time, that was really fun because I think yes. we both brought something fun and, yes. and more could use. Well, I talked to you for five minutes and I'm like, dude, this guy's a genius. I mean, that, that was okay. the way because of the subtlety and the, you know, I, anytime you and I did videos or anything together, you would always do just odd, surprising things that would crack me up. I mean, you were like the Tim Conway in, in yeah. any of the humorous things that we would do together because it would just come out of left field. Like, holy cow, what, is, what made you think of that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. But it's just, well, it's just something it's a, I'm, I'm just, uh, if I was in any kind of business, I'd want to be in the funny business. It's just it's something that's in there. And, what I and love the kids have most it too. So oh, your kids. Yeah. So the kids have, it, the kids have it too, which, you know, <laughs> so I guess it's being, uh, propagated along and that's okay. That's all, it's okay. That because is, of, and that's the way it should be, man. What, what I, be. what I love, what I love about what you have done though, is you have, from the time I knew you, you had dedicated those talents to the Lord and you used them. You made people laugh. You made people think maybe it's about something differently or from a creative surprising angle, but it always brought them back to, Hey, there is a God, a creative God who loves you. And he made you for something special. You've done that through every medium that I've seen you use. Thank you. That's what I'm, that's what I'm after because that gives the extra that the world doesn't bring and as the world has gone on and you and I have lived longer, it's like laughter is more needed, but also a purity of laughter and a wholesomeness of, of delight. You know, we're called to delight in the Lord. And that yeah. that makes you a delightful person all the more, right? Exactly. Now, one of the things you've been doing more recently is you've written several kids novels, right? Yeah. Your, your new yeah. book is out. It's called Lampshaded the junior novel, and it's for kids age six to 12. What prompted you to write this book? Well, what's, what's really got me is that I care about kids. You know that I'm, I'm a, a kid's pastor at heart and I care about the kind of media that they watch. Right. Uh, years ago, that was just television. But now that there's iPhones and, and iPads and everything that they can get their hands on, there is so much more media. And the world has sort of gotten its fingers into that media and and taken it in directions that go away from the Bible and go away from the delightfulness we kind of were discussing. And um, and that's not fair to kids. And that's not fair to families. I, I, I want to produce content that's just as enjoyable, just as fast paced and exciting and funny, but it's Bible based. So it's not like thump you over the head with a sermon. But it's like, I'm enjoying this. I mean, the Avengers and Star Wars, these these big franchises are have taken over. And, and there's not a reason why something like it, but not it, couldn't come in there and be something that parents can trust and go, oh, good. Uh, you know, I can let the kids watch this. I want to watch it too. And it, and it won't become ugly in a way that's detrimental to, 
to the to the life that we have in the Lord. That's what I love. And and you said it earlier. Um, you're a children's pastor at heart. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Th- this book is that your second in the brilliant adventures of Captain Flashlight, which I, I love that. I love the idea. I want to meet Captain Flashlight. Who is he? Tell us a little bit about this. Well, so it goes back to I must I must have been nine or ten or something living in uh, <laughs> in Sherman Oaks, which is sort of in the Los Angeles area. So a lot of buildings and things. And I remember seeing a searchlight go across the sky. And I thought, man, that's the brightest light I've ever seen. And it would pan across the buildings and cut through the, the clouds and everything. And that just planted something in me that didn't kind of grow until later. And I thought, what if there was a hero that used the power of light? And he was against darkness. And I thought, well, that's also a very biblical kind of a contrast right. there. So I thought, but what if he's, so he's a, he's a Clark Kent that turns into a Superman. So, but he's even more Clark Kentish, like he's fearful. And his name is Fred Glober. And he's going, I don't, you know, I don't think I can do that. I, I'm just afraid. I'm going to stay home today. Yeah, that's best. Stay home. Okay, that's best. <laughs> well, but then through something in this huge laboratory where uh, energized light is present, he wear, puts on this Luma suit and becomes Captain Flashlight. So he's a total opposite, but he's gone so, fo- so far into the self-confidence and brilliance that he's kind of goofy. He's he's a little bit, uh, he better be careful because he's, you know, so his voice is something like this. Say, I want you to meet my dog, Blinky. You know, he loves doggy snacks and the truth is, so do I. Pass me one, Blinky. (laughs) These things are terrible. I love them. So he's got this off the wall humor, but at the same time, we tuck in scriptural truth in ways that maybe Professor Luminous, the older, wiser professor, will bring up a Bible first. You know, Captain Flashlight says, I don't know what to do. And he says, your name is Flashlight. You need to shine. Oh, yeah. So that that kind of thing comes around. And it makes it fun. So you're slipping in truth. But, you know, and the it's fun because villains, a lot of times villains are fun. I try to just come up with, they're all about darkness. So I've got low voltage, bulbous. A guy named Louis the Lampshade, which is kind of a gangster character, and Aunt Chandelier, who talks like she's from New York or someplace. He's got a big <laughs> chandelier on her head. Please, I told you, Aunt Chandelier, do not be on the radio. It's just not good. Ratings will fall. Anyway, there's a guy named Stoplight who has a big stoplight on his head because he wants to stop light. Um, <laughs> so what's cool, though, is you can you can model who's on the good side, who's on the bad side, like yeah. Stoplight. He has a change of light, <laughs> goes to an <laughs> intersection, I want to say, and he decides to be for the good and to shine his beams to do good things and not bad things. So there's cool ways that, that all that can come together. And uh, and to kind of keep it grounded so that I'm not flying off, it, like when the book is done, like, oh, well, well, what did we learn? I don't know. So that that didn't happen, I thought, well, why not give every chapter reflection questions so that you keep you keep the story going, but the child can, with the parent, can review. I always take a line out of the chapter. So a character says, blah, 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 blah. And that's, that turns out to be a good scripture on uh, being willing to obey God's rules, for example. So I'll pull up a scripture and just give them a bite-sized little Bible study that they can do going through each chapter. And, and that gives it a quality that parent feels like something something good is happening to build them up while they're enjoying the ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the, okay. Captain flashlight's awesome, but the, the names of your villains already make me, I'm like, well, I kind of want to 
I kind of want to read it, right? <laughs> this yeah. book is called Lampshade, so I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming that's the kind of featured villain in this. Yeah, Louis de Lampshade novel. is the first the first villain in this one, and what he wants to do because he grew up with. You know, villains always have to have kind of a gimmick or a reason why. So he grew up with very poor eyesight, but his his mother owned a lamp store. So he was always subbing at the lamp store like, it's too bright, it's too bright. So she makes for him a big lampshade to just put on his head. And that becomes, he's so comfortable now. He wants everyone to experience kind of a twilight darkness. And he mm. wants the world to be sort of put to sleep in that way. And he wants that way he can rule it and he can, he's comfortable. So that's his story. The first book is called Darknetized. And that's where we meet the captain. We find that that's kind of the origin story. And um, he meets Low Voltage, who, uh, j- again, just wants to take over the professor's lab of light so that it becomes a lab of darkness. And he's sort of manufacturing darkness. And the, the third one, which will be luminized, has to do with where this light power originally came from, which is the sun, because a series of events, Captain Flashlight meets Captain Crash Dark, who is his equal opposite. So now mm-hmm. you have two guys that are, you know, mono against mono, throwing the, the blows, the light punches. And so it should be a trilogy. I think it'll be a trilogy. Um, oh, man. And I've gotten well, good that... responses from kids, you know, Sean, you got all this in your head, but now through self-publishing, uh, you have a way you can kind of package it and get it out to to parents and stuff. So that's yeah. that's, that's a cool thing. I, I love that you talked about how there's always a biblical theme and there's something redemptive. You actually put reflection questions. That sounds like something that has some good biblical content, but also that parents and kids can engage in together. Talk about that. What what made you do that? Right? Is is the kid excited about that too, or is that just is that something for the parents? Well, there's a way to weave it in. So that the, the the kid may not just be anxious to go turn to it, but it's short and it's funny, and so that it's something that they can that they can grab hold of, you know. But I think you have to be careful in fantasy. So you you like with my puppets, I never have a puppet become a Christian because that's not what puppets do. They're not humans. Humans right. become believers. Now, a puppet could could talk to me and say, oh, Mr. Rod, I'm noticing that you're very kind. And I can say, well, that is because, you know, the, one of the fruits of the spirit. Oh, I like fruit. Right. What kind of fruit is that? The puppet can say something funny, but you never blend the two. So I thought, well, now I've got a story mm. where I don't really want Captain Flashlight to be a Christian, but he can take biblical principles and apply them. And that's great. And then that way with each chapter i could bring in the scripture and really kind of lay it down in a really clear way and that way the story runs parallel i guess you would say kind of like jesus parables right you know he talked about the good samaritan and he didn't really have an altar call at the end but everybody knew what he was talking about and he made his point so it's kind of like parables in the comic book form (laughs) yeah no i love that this is very much a superhero, good guy, bad guy thing. Um, has it got pretty broad appeal with kids? I mean, kids who maybe don't, that's not their favorite genre. Are they going to enjoy it as well? Yeah, that's been a, a real happy thing for me. What's happened is is the comedy and the, the lightheartedness of it all keeps them reading. And I've gotten a couple parents who have, who have Facebook messaged me and said, I'm listening to my son. He's reading your book in the in his room. And he's laughing. Okay, he mm. keeps laughing. 
And then, uh, and, and so I thought, well, okay, I got to make sure this is not just like a boy's book, even though there are significant female characters and everything. But so I, I had a, a family that we're friends with, gave it to her daughter. And the mom said, oh, she's really loving it. And she really loves the pizza bot, which I didn't mention the, the pizza bot is like a robotic pizza delivery service across the city, which I thought of that before drones came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like, but he's he's more of a fun little robot. And anyway, so things like that are just something that a boy or a girl would enjoy. And they like it, I think, for the humor. And eventually, if the story's good, hey, you'll you'll pull the reader in, even if he's a pastor of a church whose name is Sean Azaro, you know. Oh, you could you could read it, you know, when no one's looking. No, not only that, every Sunday I could open the service with just a little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rod, I would love to read your book. Uh, our guest is Rod Butler. Uh, we're talking about his book, Lampshaded, the junior novel for kids 6 through 12. Uh, Rod, where can people get your material? Where can they get, they get this and the first book? Yeah, so uh, both books are available on Amazon.com. You just have to, if you write in Captain Flashlight, it usually gives you all kinds of flashlights you can buy. So you want to write in Lampshaded, the junior novel, or Darknetized, the junior novel, and that will take you to each of those. And I guess if you put in Rod Butler, it probably would go to my author page uh, right. and because there are several books there. So that's a way to find it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Rod, that's only writing is one of you. You've written uh, the whole time I've known you many, many years. Yeah. Uh, you have a YouTube channel and it ha- yeah. it is full of some of your more your visual stuff. You can yeah. see some of your puppetry and other things. Tell us a little bit about that. So the the puppet thing is something I did back in Bible college. You didn't say, "Hey, tell me how the, the genesis of this story." But so back <laughs> in Bible college, I went there to learn to be a minister, and a guy got up and uh, was a student in chapel and he starts saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to, you know, pre- preach to, about this verse and everything." And then he looks down behind the pulpit and goes, all right, you guys, cut it out. Now cut it out. It's not supposed to be happening. I'm sorry. Sorry. So let's get back to the verse here. So he kept, <laughs> then he looks down behind the pulpit. And he goes, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got a problem down here. I got, got So he goes down behind the pulpit and we're all like going this. I'm ne- I think all these preachers, kids, missionaries, kids, Jesus movement, people like me, what is this? So this Muppet comes up you know, <laughs> and starts singing from Fiddler on the Roof. Do you love me? And this other <laughs> puppet comes up. And I'm going, this guy is under the puppet like a stage and he's doing puppets in chapel. Yes, I love you. You know, and he's sounding like Ted Yeh and Goldie and doing the whole thing. So he eventually comes back up and he finishes out his sermon about love and, and you know, Christian relationship and everything. So I thought I could do this. I, I was like a revelation. I thought I've done Bugs Bunny voices all my life. I was... I majored, my best sport in high school was drama. I've got to meet this guy. So I go up and say, Kevin, I want to meet you. I want you to teach me to do puppets. So he said, yes, we learned to do puppets together. He said, okay, I'm going to take you out for our first uh, first thing to, to do puppet ministry. I'm going, okay, where are we going? He said, we're going to the Children's Hospital of Orange County. And I was like, "What? wait. The children's hospital? Yeah, yeah. I know the nurse there, and she lets me in. And we can't really preach, but we can do our funny stuff. And so, and I'm going somewhere with this story, by the way. So we go into the cancer ward, oncology, and I'm gowning up, and I'm scrubbing my hands, and I, 
my mind is racing like I, I didn't expect this, you know, and that's not the place I'd ever been. So we go in and there's a lot of it's kind of a quiet, kind of sullen atmosphere there. People are going through a difficult time with their, their children have cancer. So Kevin and I are doing our skits and some of them laugh and some of them just aren't where they can laugh. And but we did we went back month after month. And so I thought, okay, the puppets can go where people cannot sometimes yeah. go and can bring a message of encouragement. Yep. So the part that really sealed it for me, <laughs> the way the Lord does these things. So one of the little girls that we were ministering to passed away. And the parents said, Rod, Kevin, would you guys come to the funeral? And we said, well, we'd be so honored to do that, you know? And so we're, we're on the way driving there. And one of the skits that we did was that Disney song, It's a Small World After All. That was our I skit about getting on with each other and everything. So we walk into the service and we're sitting there and the organ is playing hymns and the organ goes to da, 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 a real reverent version of It's a Small World. And I thought, oh wow. my goodness, that that is there because we were there. Yeah. And it marked my life. And I thought, I think this puppet thing, there's something to it that's deep and can be life enhancing if if not transforming. So that's what started me in, into into puppets and the idea that it can be it can be something special that can yeah. impact people's lives. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I want to encourage you to go just to look up Rod Butler puppets, right? Is that it? Well, okay, so sorry, I drifted, didn't I? So so on YouTube, I am Rod the Puppet Guy. Rod so the Puppet Guy. Go to YouTube, guy. Rod the Puppet Guy. It's a family safe channel. It's a channel yeah. made for kids. Like you get a choice on YouTube. Is this for adults? Is this for kids? I click it's for kids. So it shouldn't have any conflicting yeah. uh, things on it. And I Here's... the theme of it is, is watch, laugh, and learn. So they watch puppets. They laugh at the puppets. They learn how to build them. And I tell them how to do simple skits and stuff. And I've had a good, yeah. real good response with it. Do you still do church things at all anymore? I mean, you yeah, do any of that yeah. kind of stuff? Yeah, I do. I still go to libraries and, and churches, and I'm still available for that kind of thing. And I think there's puppets are not as in as they used to be. Right. So um, it's something that people, that the kids are more like, whoa, you know, he, he's using a scrub brush and a, and a tube or something. Mm-hmm. And and I'm laughing, you know. So yeah, that's been something I've I've continued to do. Oh, one of the ones that I remember so well is the the two gloved hands. Kind of reminds you of mime hands a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. You yeah. use the song "Praise the Name of Jesus." One's whistling, and the other's so broken he can't. And the one kind of coaxes and comforts until the other breaks, and then they share it together. It's a very, I mean, just powerful stuff. Well, the one that always. I guess it's the vacuum cleaner thing. Don't yes. touch the vacuum cleaner. So I've learned if I have to save that to last, because if I do it second, they don't watch anything after it. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it's so appealing. But I've like you know, obviously, I make sure I do it. If they're laughing, I'll I'll stretch it out. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. Because yes. you're, you're a comical guy. So if you get a laugh, you think. I might be able to get one more laugh out of this, but <laughs> don't tell anyway. people that if we think that. <laughs> <laughs> All 
are you guys engaged in a church up there? Are you you do serve at your church or anything like that? We we go to a church here in Glen Rose called Grace Community Church. So okay, we're enjoying that. It's really close by, and I've done puppets a few times there. So, but I'm not on staff or anything like that. I've done one camp for them, but. Well, one of the things I want to stress, if you're listening to this, is when we say puppets, certain things pop into your mind, and I want to suggest that it might not be what you're going to find at, uh, at Rod the Puppet Guy, because when I first saw Rod, um, some of the creative, unique, it's not, you know, a couple of Muppets typically doing the thing that you think of when you think of puppets. It's it's very creative, very different, very heartwarming, and you have amazingly creative ways of pointing people to Jesus, to God's love, to forgiveness and grace. Uh, it's really cool stuff. I recommend you check it out. Uh, Rod, thank you for being with us. It has been yeah. such a, a an encouragement. Uh, where can people stay in contact with you? How can they reach you, find out more about the books or other content that you create? Yeah, so my ministry is called Filament City Media. Filament, like what used to be in the light bulbs before they became <laughs> LEDs. F-I-L-A-M-E-N-T, Filament City, just filamentcity.com. And I've got all my books and I've got a blog there that's going and and the puppets and things. So that's the way I'll keep people up to date on what's going on. So you can find Rod Butler at filamentcity.com. Rod, thank you so much for being with us. If we can, maybe check how things go out and we'll have you back on, okay? That'd be great, Sean. It's great to be with you, man. Really appreciate it. You too. Thanks, Rod. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 